0: action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network (laughs) Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here to introduce to you guys a brand new podcast. And I've got on the line the host of the podcast. It's going to be a little bit different from anything that we have on the network, but uh, I've got Carlos Molina on the show, and this is going to be Project Cars podcast. How's it going?
1: How are you guys doing? It's Carlos Molina. Like you said, Project Cars um, if you don't know what it's going to be talking about, uh, I'll explain it to you in a little bit, but I'm doing <laughs> fabulous right now because I've been introduced into something that's uh, going to be another medium for us to give information to people, um, to give, uh, uh, some mentorship. Cause that's, that's what I'm all about. Awesome. And, uh, talk, talk about cars and how I'm combining cars with the comic community. If you didn't know.
0: Yeah, so that's actually one of the ways that we kind of uh, met. We met online uh, because you have another show, which is SoldierCon, right? So we met through correct, correct. We met through that. You we got to talk in, and then we I kind of put that little uh, that little I put that seed in the in the soil, and I said, "Hey, how about you create a podcast? Because this is a great uh, medium for you to kind of get your uh, get your get your stuff out there."
1: I, yes, and and uh, after I did a little bit of research, uh, I I am totally on board, and and um, I appreciate the time that you're taking to help me out here. It's it, like like I just said to you earlier, you know, me going into podcasting is like me giving you a a, a supercharger from Whipple and saying, "Hey, go ahead and install this on this new Mustang." You know, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing with Podcast Arena, and I'm right. and I'm very fortunate that you're guiding me through. Um, so what what I want to do is is I want to talk about uh, a few things: our background, SEMA, and then uh, comics and cars, and then you know the integration that I'm trying to do. Yeah. So uh, let me know if I'm if I'm if I if I'm talking too fast or if I'm <laughs> too winded or if something else needs a little bit more ex- explanation.
0: But so tell me what is SEMA? I don't I because like you said, <laughs> man, I'm I have no idea what this world is. I'm not too much of a car guy. Uh my dad was a a paint and body guy back in the day so whatever he kind of talked to me about that's all I know I was, and it's not very much so tell me okay, what so, sema is
1: So so sema is Specialty Equipment Marketing Association
0: awesome.
1: And for for the car guys sema is like the Super Bowl of car shows Okay even though it's not a car show There's, there's, it's, it's weird. It's like, there's different competitions inside of SEMA, Uh but it's not like you can roll up, you know, the Monday before SEMA and get your car into SEMA. Uh, Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of planning that goes into SEMA. It's, it's, it's an expo. It's a manufacturing expo. So imagine any kind of expo that every industry has. Uh It's the same type of thing. The primary focus of SEMA is for manufacturers that create aftermarket parts for vehicles to show off those products and to gain more customers in the year to follow. Okay. So at SEMA, just like in the expo, you want to show off your products on the best looking platform to show off those products. So if you were to go to a wedding expo you would want to see, you know you're expecting to see these beautiful models and these nice gorgeous lavish dresses or these very handsome men fitted muscular in in these tuxes and same thing okay with sema you you want to see those Toyo tires or that whipple supercharger or those schrader sensors on a badass corvette a badass okay. Mustang or, you know, if you're in the off-road industry, you know, lifted truck with some 40s on there, you know, wow. that, that's you know, if you can imagine that. So, like, let's look mm. into something that you're familiar with, uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. San Diego Comic-Con, huge event. Yeah. A lot of key players involved. With it, a lot of artists involved with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of big names. Same thing. San Diego Comic-Con is one fourth the size of SEMA. Oh, wow. Yes, it is. That's huge. And and that's just main SEMA. So if you've ever been to Las Vegas Uh and if you ever have gone by this huge monstrosity called the Convention Center, that is where SEMA is held. SEMA is so big that all three halls of the Convention Center are taken up. Oh wow. Uh, part of the Hilton is taken up. All the parking in front of the convention center is where the feature vehicles go. And then in back of the Renaissance, it's so big that they they added three huge tent structures called the uh, performance pavilions to augment all the new new companies that want to be come on board SEMA. is so big wow. that the the parking lot in front of uh, the convention center where they used to do all the drifting and uh-huh. crazy stunts they're making it into a whole new different hall just to support Sema wow that's how huge it is there's there is over half a million people that walk through the doors of Sema in mm. that five in those four days wow uh the first day Mondays is considered uh media day because the majority of the booths are already put up mhm the vehicles are there. Um, you know, there's some last-minute things that need to be done, but for, for the most part, the booth is ready to go, and so it's a perfect time for photographers to go in there and take pictures of the booth or the feature vehicle that's in the booth. Yeah. So it's huge. It's it's a huge event, um, and people start planning for SEMA literally the week after the last SEMA ends. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, I wow. am on the phone with companies
0: yeah.
1: a week later saying, Hey, I know you got my flyer. You saw the vehicle here, blah, blah, blah. Just to let you know, you know, this is what we're planning for SEMA, you know, 20, whatever. And uh, let me know what, you know, if you want to be on board. Um, we normally, normally <laughs> if someone gets one vehicle in the SEMA, uh-huh. They, they, you know, they have bragging rights okay. in the automotive <laughs> industry. Okay, it's like if you have a booth at San Diego Comic Con, yeah, uh, next to Tom McFarland, you know, and and y- you know, you have bragging rights for that year. Well, we build anywhere from fifteen to twenty five vehicles a year that go into yeah. booths, uh, and we've been doing so ever since two thousand. Uh-huh. So I want first, I I want to. Backstep a little bit and talk about what Project Cars is, okay. and how how it transformed into now being a supplier of these augmented vehicles for for SEMA.
0: Okay, awesome, because that's that was going to be my next question. How, what is <laughs> okay. Project Cars, and how does Project Cars? Uh, how did you start that? Number one. Okay,
1: so when I was in the military, I was an officer in the military and when i was deployed to panama there was a really hard it was it was extremely hard trying to get any kind of car parts uh from the post exchange that was there okay and uh so what i what i de- i developed this intraweb uh in back in 94 so that you can order parts from suppliers and they would ship them directly to you okay and you know circumvented the the post exchange you know, people got their parts. It wasn't a money-making type of program mm-hmm. uh, because I was an officer in the military and it would been seen like I was taking advantage of, of, of soldiers or whatever. So it, I just made it so, you know, people got their parts. They paid directly to, to the manufacturer, and, and that was it. Well, while I'm doing so is I started understanding what SEMA was, and I really didn't do anything with SEMA. Until I came back from Italy in 2000 and during my transition, uh, I bought one of the first BMW 46s mm. and I started calling companies and, and letting them know that the vehicle was available for, for a, a spot at SEMA. And this is when I realized that there's a thing called a proposal and yeah. uh, the process of sponsorship. <laughs> and the process of of talking to the right people and mm. and uh getting through the gatekeepers to to talk to the decision makers and uh and so I developed that whole gameplay uh when I returned back from Italy in 2000 and I started you know communicating with these with these companies and telling them what i had already done to the vehicle um and the reason why it should be you know uh part of their company at Sema yeah. And well the good thing is I, I had already invested quite a bit. You know, that, you know, back then some of you BMW guys, if, if you're into BMWs you might know these names. You know, I had a Haman body kit, I had three piece AC schnitzer wheels, I did some some custom tuning to it, I had an intake, an exhaust, and, and a crazy audio video setup. Nice. And, and 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 mind you, this is in 2000. So yeah. there wasn't that many people that had uh, monitors in, in their headrests. Oh, yeah. And so I had a monitor on the headrests. I had a monitor in the front mm. uh, with me that was, that was on like a spindle type of thing so I could move it around. <laughs> and, it, and it was like a camera because yeah. I had – at this time, I had
0: six different cameras on the vehicle. Oh, wow. And it was just something – Something that no one else had that year. I was, I was, uh, I think I had to be like a junior going into senior year of my high school year that year. And where I lived, this was the biggest thing, man. Was like putting these, uh, if you could put, uh, like monitors in your car, you were, you were like the ish, dude. Like that was the thing to do, and and not, not a lot of people did it. And when you did it, that people see, people, people knew. And it was very interesting. It was brand. It wasn't brand new, but it was like, oh, what you could put a monitor in your car. Mm-hmm. And 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 at that time, a lot of people were mod. the The vehicles to to
1: modify were were you know, the Honda Civics, the the eclipses, yeah, uh, some Honda Accords. And so, what made it different for me, I had a brand new BMW. Okay. And so, when I would go to like a car show, I would be the only BMW. That was actually modified at the car show. I had sometimes I had more modifications (laughs) than what the Honda next to me had. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, And and, you know, and and to me, it was kind of unfair because I would be like, what it costs for my exhaust system. I could buy your whole engine. Oh, wow. You know, so I had this like elitist type of <laughs> chip on my shoulder at the time, but um, that was the reason why I I obtained a lot of sponsors really really quick. Yeah. Uh, for the BMW, uh, you know, back then Extant, which used to be a, a component of MTX, which is actually out of Phoenix, Arizona. Cool. They fully sponsored the vehicle. You know, Toyo Tires came on board after I did a Hot and Poor Nights in San Diego. Um, I get, you know, I got DTM two piece wheels uh for the vehicle. I had a t- you know, changed out the the bo- the body and paint. I was one of the first carbon fiber mm. hoods for the BMW was on that vehicle. Wow. But anyways, so so I started I started uh a company called Project Cars and the only reason I needed a company name was because there weren't that many builders that were like me just doing it out of my garage. Yeah, And so I had to elevate myself a little bit more and created this entity called project cars. And so, you know, I created my own logo, mm-hmm. made, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. And, um, and I was able to get, you know, quite a few vehicles into SEMA during those the beginning years. After that, people started asking me, uh, what project cars was, if it was a car club and, and if I could sponsor them and, and, you know, and, and, and it just, you know, started to, to be this big thing. Uh Um, I didn't expect it to. So I started a program to help people get into project cars and, and the requirements that I needed to gauge if these individuals were, were going to be, as ecstatic about project cars after knowing the work that had to be involved with it. Yeah. And, and, and when I say work, uh, a lot of people think that, Oh, if I get sponsored by a company, mm-hmm. I just put a 10 inch logo on my car and, and the company's happy. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from, but that is the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> the, 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 and, and let me explain to you yeah. the reason why a company is going to sponsor a vehicle is because they think that they're going to get at least 3 times as much ROI. Uh-huh. And ROI is return on investment. Yeah. So if they give you a part that's worth $1,000, mm-hmm. they expect $3,000 worth of sales because of that part that they gave you on the vehicle.
0: Yeah. So you got to do so your work. I,
1: yeah, you got to do your work. So I understood this very very early on and and because of that understanding, you know, I was going to shows 800 miles away from my house. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was doing everything from, you know, LA, San Diego shows, mm-hmm. Phoenix shows, a lot of Phoenix shows. Yeah. Uh, all, you know, Tucson as well, Dallas, Houston. Uh, I even did St. Louis at one time. I, I drove all the way to Canada for import fest. Um, wow. and yeah, it's just because I wanted to show, the the sponsors that i was going to go above and beyond yeah. what they ever expected and and you know i attained a lot of sponsorships because of that that's
0: cool. and then
1: so and so that that's the whole thing i mean if if uh this is this is a learning point for some of you guys that are trying to get into into the sponsorship realm if you want to get your vehicle sponsored you got to show that you are going to yeah. Showcases product. Um, now that there's back then, there was MySpace and that was it. So there wasn't <laughs> that many social media mediums yeah. to to showcase a, a product or a company. Yes, yeah, so now you, you, you had
0: to you had to actually go and do the footwork, man.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, now you know a, a few years ago, somebody that had fifty thousand likes on their Instagram were automatically sponsored because Uh the company, you know, a didn't have enough knowledge about social media or B it was easy just to say, Hey, well, we sponsored this kid. He had 50,000 likes. I'm pretty sure that uh, he's going to get us some product buys out of it. But, you know, I, I, I made this memo, I think about three years, three or four years ago. And I said, you know, I would like to see the equation that shows me, for however many thousand likes equals Mm. how many products sold. Yeah. And, and the reason I I joke about that is it doesn't matter if you have a hundred thousand or a million likes Mm. or followers on social media, if you can't show that what you're doing on that social media platform is equating the sales at at the, at the end for the, for the company, your, your, your social media is worthless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, at that point, your, your reach has to be so big for somebody to actually consider, Hey, the reach is huge. At least there's a small percentage out of that reach. You're going to actually going to see kind of some kind of return.
1: Right. Right. Or if there's, if, you know, if there's a way to track that, whatever you're doing on social media is equating the traffic to that, that sponsors yeah. social media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, there's some some people that are, are really good at it and they have their own stores and, you know, they're actually selling product because, you know, they have a YouTube video on yeah. how to install that product or a YouTube video on on how that product works. Or they have a big following on on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. And then those followers contribute to the sales of the store. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot now. Nowadays, there's a lot of different ways to show return on investment. But one of the things that we're really good at is building vehicles for SEMA and then showcasing those vehicles throughout the year. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. (laughs) Um, So so back to, to Project Cars. So when people started asking me about letting them into Project Cars is when I started developing requirements for Project Cars and the Project Cars members. And, you know, I got burned a few times, you know, people mm. said that they're going to be a part of project cars and, and they put the sticker on and then, you know, two months later, they take the sticker off and they still have the product. And so now I'm mm. on the hook yeah. for that product. Uh, and, and so after that, it, it, it went through several iterations. <clears throat> but now uh, the requirements is yes, you got to put the project cars logos on your vehicle uh there's different you know ways to do it but you also have to do two out of town shows uh that are 350 miles or more away from from El Paso okay. and that's where I'm, where I'm at and so what what that does it not only shows commitment on the new members yeah but it it also allows them to understand that when you're doing these out of town shows it yeah. costs anywhere from 500 to 1000 sometimes 1500 dollars Depending yeah. on, you know, where the show is and how you're transporting your vehicle to the show and yeah. who else you're bringing to the show. And, you know, it, it it like for me, if I'm going to show, I know it's going to cost me fifteen hundred bucks at least. OK. You know, because okay. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, transport my vehicle, either trailering it or have somebody else transport for it. I'm going to pay for a hotel for at least three days and then I'm, I'm going to bring my family along with me. Yeah. You know, and and, you know, while we're there, we might go eat some sushi downtown Phoenix. (laughs) Who knows? You know, I mean, uh, so so I already know what what the cost is. I've already I've done this for almost three decades now. But for the guy that that sees these vehicles at the car show and wants to be involved, they have no idea or. You tell them, and it doesn't register until they're yeah. actually going to to the show and and they're spending that money, yeah. and they're really not getting anything back, but maybe a trophy. And they're like, "Is is this really what I want to do?" Yeah, you know? yeah it's, and, it's, it's, it's it's hard,
0: man, because because you sit there, and you think, because uh, I I'm I'm speaking from somebody who attends cons, right, or conventions mm-hmm. and things like that. You go and you see your favorite person, or you see your favorite car, or something like that. It doesn't ever register that they spent a lot of money to get it there and I'm, and, and until you can actually uh, see it happening happening or experience it happening, then you start to say, okay, this is a little bit, this costs a little bit of money. Uh, they may not ever see some kind of a re- return. They're doing it, you know you got to work your butt off to get seen kind of a thing.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and you, you have to establish yourself. Yeah. You, it, it's like building a portfolio like any, yeah. anybody else. I mean, I I've been told from several, uh, high end and very well-known companies that when, when they see my proposal, it's like the best they've seen in the industry. Wow. And, and it's not because I'm a great proposal writer. It's because I've, I've twerked and tweaked and massaged this proposal for over 20 years. Wow. So it's it's like I know what people want to see in the proposal. And I've actually have talked about how to build a proposal and in yeah. uh, other mediums, but I I know what people want to see and, yeah. and I can produce that for them and I have have the content for it. You know, I, I can show them year after year after year after year uh-huh. all you know, the vehicles that we've we've done for SEMA and most of the time it's like, oh yeah, I remember that one, or yeah, this booth was right next to mine and we saw the people that were looking at this vehicle, you know, it's stuff yeah. like that. So I, I, I don't want to say that like, I'm like very, very well known in, in the automotive industry. I'm pretty known yeah. or the vehicles that we've done are, are pretty, pretty popular.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so that's, that part is, is, is reasons why I have these stipulations for people to come on project cars. Mm-hmm. So, so once they you know they they've gone through the list of things that need to happen uh oh another thing is I don't take in money from from the uh from the people that are involved with project cars if they uh they have to buy their two t-shirts and the two t-shirts are for when they're you know going to go to a car show and they're setting up the vehicle uh-huh. you know they wear that t-shirt you know during the car show they wear a button down uh dickey shirt uh uh-huh. representing project cars and their sponsors and then they have to buy a hood prop uh, and of course the logos have to purchase on their own. Um, but other than that, there's, there's no monthly dues, even though uh, some of the members have, have requested that we, we take in monthly dues. Uh-huh. Um, but for the, in the past, we haven't uh, taken in monthly dues and um, you know, they, we pretty much uh, pay for like the shipping for the products, but uh, when they get sponsored, you know, they're, mm, 80 percent of the time fully sponsored yeah. and and people just have to pay for the shipping and then what we, what we do is during not not maybe not this year but in normal years like <laughs> may june time frame
0: yeah
1: we uh we start receiving a lot of products for the uh, vehicles going to SEMA, and uh-huh. we'll, we do what we call is a wrench day and everybody shows up in my house and we start putting the products on the vehicles
0: Okay, cool.
1: Some some vehicles stay here and and uh, and they get worked on, you know, every every wrench day and they don't move. Mm -hmm. And so and so that's and then and then, you know, get them seen and then we continuously do car shows so we can build back on that return on investment to the the manufacturers by showcasing these products. Uh, throughout the year, you know, a lot of the a lot of the guys that are in project cars, they have their own social media. So they they talk on their own about the products that are on their vehicle or
0: yeah.
1: why this product is better than the other. You know, I I have my own mediums where I I try to do, uh, you know, not only full videos of the vehicles that we build, but uh, we talk about the products that we use on the vehicles mm-hmm. Uh, I have segments of manufacturers talking about project cars and a lot of different stuff uh, on, on Facebook, Instagram and, and on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so it's just, it's just another way uh, to reemphasize the return on investment that we're trying to do for the manufacturers that support
0: us. So where can, where can people find you guys on your social media accounts and your YouTube channels and all that good stuff? Well, it's very simple if you know how to
1: spell Project Cars the way we do. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> and, and I joke. I, I I took the spelling of Project Cars from the German spelling of Project uh, because okay. I started with BMWs. So it's P R O J E K T and then cars C A R S. And you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, and uh, pretty soon on on the on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have tons and tons of, of pictures from the last 20 years on, uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think for the last six, six years we have videos on, on, on YouTube. Okay. And, and, and this year I have decided that I'm going to do what I should have, I should have did this a few years ago. I'm going to do more reviews and installation videos of uh, the products that we receive for these for these SEMA vehicles or yeah. or the Project Cars vehicles. And and so so that's that's the whole the whole thing with Project Cars um is it's more of a mentorship mm-hmm. program uh, to help the members not mm-hmm. only understand what sponsorship is really about uh for 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 show cars uh not necessarily race cars mm-hmm. but also to help them get some kind of business acumen by talking to these companies you know they're they're talking to uh you know the manu manufacturer marketing director or sometimes even even the owner of the company and and those two individuals are definitely going to be at sema and uh and and the and the people in project cars get to meet them actually and, and show them hey well Here's my car. It's at booth so and so. Mm-hmm. And, and here's showcasing your product and, and your logo's prominently displayed here. And, and that's one thing I want to have to say about logos. If you do get sponsored by a company, never, ever, ever, ever try to hide the logo, either by trying to, to camouflage it with the color of your vehicle or, <laughs> or the, uh, you know the wrap that your vehicle has. I mean, if you get a if you get a sponsor, be proud of that sponsor. Yeah. And show them that you appreciate them. Right. Uh, I've 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 been to shows in California where either they'll list all the sponsors in like the same font, and it doesn't. And you know, yeah. there's a reason why sponsors have different fonts and and different uh-huh. things to their logos so they can be distinguished. Yeah. Or they they cut the, the vinyl is the same color as the car or slightly uh-huh. different, you know? So you got to be like five feet away to see it. Uh, and so one of, one of our stipulations is if you, if you get sponsor logos on your vehicle, the color of that vinyl has to be a direct contrast to that color that you're applying it to.
0: Okay.
1: So if you got a white vehicle, yeah. you're either going to put black or red, you know, or a very dark blue. Yeah. If you got a black vehicle, it's either going to be silver or white yeah you know red gray uh dark blue is going to blend in yeah so you want when people see your vehicle go oh i see he has forge line wheels because i can see the logo for right over away? the wheel well yeah. yeah or for far away um, yeah yeah just just a little tip of information for those yeah. people that want to get sponsored
0: so i got a question for you uh so 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 i got a car i've got all the good stuff, you know, I'm ready to go. How do I get into SEMA? Okay, great question. So, for the
1: most part, what we try to do, what well, we're positioning ourselves in front of a company to present a, a vehicle concept to them is nine times out of 10, it's like the newest platform out there. Mm-hmm. In other words, like the Mustang, the S550 Mustang, it just changed platforms in 2018. So we want to present a 2018 or newer Mustang to the company. Uh, Ford also just came out with a new F-150. And so we, if we're going to show them a truck, we'd want to show them the new F-150. It starts off for me. It starts off at the seat. Like I said, the SEMA before I already, just like you put that little seed in my head about (laughs) blogging. I start putting the seed in the head of these marketing directors saying, you know what? Next year, we are definitely going to have a new C8 Corvette going to SEMA. Okay. If you want to be on board, just let me know, and we'll start the process with the renderings. Uh, like between December and February, we start sending out uh, renderings of the vehicles. And the, and a rendering is basically like a cartoon version of what the vehicle is going to look like. Yeah. Now, mind you, the rendering – Gets modified as uh-huh. the months go by. Okay. Uh, once once you secure a wheel sponsor, then those wheels are on the rendering. Uh, let's yeah. say you know you didn't think you were gonna put a winch on your truck, but you got a winch sponsor, so you put that winch on the rendering. Or let's say the the sponsor really didn't like the blue Silverado that you want to do, and they want it green. You know, so you change the rendering to reflect that. Yeah. And 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 so and so cuz you're you what you're trying to do is is you're trying to make the the rendering as a tr- as attractive to the sponsor that's going to put that vehicle in the booth cuz mm-hmm. that vehicle is pretty much going to represent that company for yeah. a whole year. Okay? People are going to remember that vehicle when when it's associated with a certain company. Yeah. So so you know you're tweaking that rendering back and forth and then between April and June, sometimes a little bit earlier than April because you know we've already received some, you start getting confirmation letters. And the confirmation letter is basically saying, Mr. Molina, we understand that you're building a 2020 Corvette C8. We want this vehicle in, in our booth. Our booth number is so-and-so forth. Uh-huh. Please have this vehicle available at this time so it can roll in that that letter as simple as as i just said it is is like the golden ticket yeah. for sema <laughs> because with that letter i can go to any company i want to and say hey i got this corvette going in the sema i would like you to consider it for sponsorship oh by the way here's the rendering of what the vehicle is going to look like when it's displayed at sema okay and so and so the marketing director uh, the good thing is, you know, back up a little bit. The good thing is I've, I've already gone through years and years of this, so I don't have to go through all the red tape that most people do. Okay. You know, I, I have, I have access to the marketing director's email, their phone number, uh, sometimes even their personal phone number. You know, most yeah. of these guys, I've seen them come up through the ranks, you know, and, and yeah. we, have you know, we've been to different shows all over the country. So I've developed a pretty good rapport uh-huh. with a lot of these marketing directors, and so I, you know, when I tell them, "Hey, this car is going to be here," and here's a letter, it's it's a, it's a done deal. There's no yeah, okay. There's no questioning it. There's no questioning if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna build what I say I'm gonna build. You're gonna do uh, it. I'm I'm gonna do it. So all it all the only the only uh, stumbling block is if they have the product for the vehicle and if that's the type of platform that they want to see that product on. Okay. And and so you know like like for you know we're talking about the Corvette before I even had the rendering done I already had a co- you know Roadwire is going to give me the leather for it Whipple Supercharger is going to be a supercharger uh, different a couple of different companies uh, wanted to do the exhaust for it I already had a wrap company and they're based out of uh, Phoenix too Muto USA they cool. uh, they're a company that builds the printers for those for the, for the big wraps. Okay. And so they, yeah. they, they uh, we work with them and so they're going to providing the wrap for the vehicle. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to go with Toyo tires and uh, still debating on um, what we're going to use for the wheels. And we already have a coilover company and a body kit carbon fiber company uh, in mind. And so we're just waiting for the logistics of sending the Corvette over there. So, but, but that was already done yeah. like January, February timeframe. And the, and we just acquired the vehicle two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a huge process just to get it sponsored, not only sponsored, but into a booth. Okay. And, and then, so, so after all that's, you know, so now that we got the vehicle, um, it's going to get these. It's going to get some R and D done because no one's seen the Corvette, the new Corvette yet. Yeah. And it's going to come back to us, and then we're going to keep adding stuff to it. And the build is going to be followed by the companies, and they're going to use that for their social media. And we're going to do videos, and you know, it's, it's all building on the ROI. And then a SEMA timeframes, it, it's at the booth where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and then everyone's happy. Um, and so back to your question, if if you have a vehicle. That is the primary vehicle for companies using their product. Then, it you if if you're associated with Project Cars, you, you're probably gonna have a good chance of getting that vehicle in the SEMA. Um, if you're not associated with Project Cars, th- there's a there's a lot of doors that you have to open. Yeah. Uh, not only for people to know who you are uh-huh. and understand that you're serious, but for them to trust that your vehicle is going to be there the way you say it's going to be there. And because there's been a lot of times, uh, and this is something I I wanted to talk about too. There's been a lot of times where companies will sponsor a vehicle and, and then that vehicle never shows up to SEMA. Wow. Or they sponsor the vehicle with a product and then they, it's at SEMA with a different company's product on there. Oh man. So, yeah. So, so the, the confirmation letter, it's not only the golden ticket for the builder. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an agreement with uh, the company and the builder that you're now responsible for that company, for that company vehicle to be there. Yeah. And, and, and like, and, and I, and I'm I'm not trying to brag about it or, or both, <laughs> but if, if you're new on the scene, that's why I said, if you're with project cars, pretty much you're going to get into SEMA if uh-huh. you really want to get into SEMA. But if you're a new person that's never been to SEMA or never had a vehicle to SEMA, it's going to be. Kind of tough, uh, really, really tough, you know, because there's and 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 I wanted to I want to also discuss the different types of vehicles that are at SEMA. Mm -hmm. To me, and I've and I've talked about this before, there's different tiers uh, of of uh of vehicle status at Uh SEMA. So the main hall, the center hall, that's called the performance hall. And the performance hall is is what it is, it's everything having to do with performance. And so to me, Getting your vehicle in a booth in the performance hall uh-huh. is 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 top. That's the top of the top. Because if someone is going to SEMA and they're only going to be there for a day, yeah. or if there's a new source that's only going to be there for the day, they're going to spend as much time as possible at the uh, at, at the performance hall. Okay. Then the the next tier is going to be um, the wheel hall. Okay. And that's where all the wheels are at, all the tires are at. And then finally uh, – not finally, but the, 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 ne- the, the next tier from that is going to be the, uh, the North Hall. And that's all the aesthetics, all the overseas manufacturers, okay. um, anything not having to do with wheels or performance. Um, and then from there, you go to what is called the V-Spot Vehicle. And that is a vehicle that is placed out front of SEMA, and all those places out front of SEma, they have their own little parking space, basically, and a co- but a company has to pay two thousand dollars for that spot. okay uh, the last one is what's called a feature vehicle. A company spends four hundred dollars for that vehicle to be a feature vehicle, but you have no idea where it could be. So mm-hmm. depending on who's placing the vehicles, your vehicle could be possibly close to the front entrance or it can be in back of the North hall and no one ever sees it. Uh-huh. Um, and and so, so those are the levels of SEMA. We try to get, of course, the, the vehicles in the booth because being in the booth, like I said, is it's the golden ticket. Yeah. Uh, You know, and, and I don't know if, if, if companies classify vehicles like I do, you know, if it's in the performance hall, North hall or, or South hall, uh-huh. But if it's in a booth, you're pretty much guaranteed sponsorship. Okay. But there's but but now there's some sponsors, I mean, there's some products that are very, very hard to get. And those are going to be your superchargers, your mm. big brake kits, and your coilovers. And and nine times out of ten, you'll probably just get a partial sponsorship for them. Mm. Uh, because it costs the company a lot of money to make those those products, and uh, it's it's not like a, an exhaust system that could sell for a thousand bucks, and the company really has you know maybe a hundred bucks invested in in the labor and 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 the material for that. Yeah. So so when you see a supercharger that costs eight thousand dollars, it probably costs the company about five to six to make it. Wow. And, and so if you get a product like that, that means the company really, really, really trusts what you're doing and you, <laughs> and they know that, that you're going to, you know, get the, the most exposure as possible yeah. for, for that product.
0: That's interesting. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, and, and so, and so there you have it. I mean, you know, once, once you, once you get that golden ticket uh, you know, you start talking to these companies by getting the products on the vehicle, yeah. you build a vehicle and um, you put it at SEMA. You, if if you're like Project Cars, you make a whole video on the vehicle. You know, a nice two to three minute video with with some cool music in the background, and yeah. then you consistently talk about the products uh, on your social media and and why those products are better than ABC company. And uh, you go to car shows and you, and you display the vehicle. So. Other people can see those products and, and you're consistently talking about the sponsors that help you out in the product. And, and that's how you, you know, you build that rapport with company you build that relationship with companies and and you're able to get more vehicles sponsored and you get more vehicles into SEMA.
0: So that's awesome. I I love that. That, that sounds really cool. You got to work at getting your car into there and you have to actually consistently work at it and keep at it going. and, and you got to you treat that like you said that it's a golden ticket. Treat it like gold. But I I want to know how how did you get involved with you you did the SEMA thing, but how 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 does SoldierCon come into uh, this kind of uh, niche kind of uh, thing that you got going on with cars and comics?
1: Okay, so back in 2016, <laughs> I I was when I. I had already done car shows for the military installation that I work at, and they, you know, they came to me a few years before that, and they said, "Hey, we know you're into cars. Can you help us do a car show?" I'm like, "Sure, sure." You know, we put together a few car shows. They're pretty, they're pretty popular. And in 2016, I started talking to a company that's owned by the individual by the name of Todd McFarland. Okay. And and uh, Mr. McFerland, uh made us go through several iterations of some agreements and what those agreements were for us, allowing us to use the spawn name logo and characters on some vehicles that we wanted to build in 2017. And that was going to be the 25 year anniversary for, for image. Nice. And, and so when we, when we actually displayed these vehicles at amazing Las Vegas comic con, that year, I started getting – well, learning about more about comics, uh-huh. and I started learning more about the artists and the creators and so forth. Well, while we were building those vehicles, I had about seven long boxes in in my garage. Yeah. And these long boxes had been traveling with me for the last 25 years pretty much.
0: Yeah, because you're a collector uh, too then, right?
1: Yes, yes. I was a collector back – I started back in 92 – and and I started collecting spawn uh comics. And then of course, you know, from spawn, you know, I started collecting X-Men and X Force nice. and you know, Spider-Man, Venom, whatever. So I had about seven to no, it was nine. Yeah, I had nine long boxes. So we're you know, you, you gotta visualize this. There's yeah. about 15 people in my garage building <laughs> a Jeep, and and the Jeep is gonna be the violator hunter. Um, nice. in, in one of the vehicles that we got approval from, from Tom McFarlane. nice. And uh, one, of, one of them says, Hey, what's, what's in those white boxes? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, they're comics, and, you know, like me. I'm like, Oh, they're comics. Of course. You know, but yeah. not everybody knows what long boxes are. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, well, have you, can we open them? I was like, yeah. And when's the last time you opened them? I was like, what does it say there? It says uh, first Lieutenant Molina 94. Well, there you go. They haven't been open (laughs) since 94. And uh, the first long box we opened, you know, sure enough, it had like five uh, spawn number ones. And then I kept going through and, and in my head, as I'm going through these comics in my head, I was like, you know, and this is when, when, you know, Deadpool was very, very popular. Yeah. I was like, you know, I wonder if I ever bought New Mutants 98. Okay. Well, I'm going through this long, by I already saw five spawn number ones, right? Yeah. And I'm going through this, and I see a, uh, I see the Wolverines. I'm like, cool, cool. And I keep going, and then sure as enough, I see New Mutants 90. I was oh. like, ah, oh, shoot. I keep going. I pull up not one, not two, but three New Mutants 98s. Wow. Yeah. And – um I got to meet Rob Riefeld at uh, Amazing Comic Con, uh-huh. and because of da- my association with Dave Hong, uh, one of his facilitators, I was able to get those signed and cgc seed. Nice, and uh, they came back without even pressing. They came back as nine point eight.
0: Oh man, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so um,
0: I got to I got to take a picture of this
1: little little display that I have to show you, but it, yeah. it has uh, the nine point eights along with. One signed by by Jim Lee, um, and then some statues. But, but yeah, so anyways, I you know, a little comic nerd, geek, whatever, <laughs> back in college, yeah. as I was getting my uh, engineering degree and becoming an officer for the military, mm-hmm. I, I collected comics, and then so when I went overseas, there really wasn't any comic stores in Panama, so I started buying statues, okay, uh, comic statues. And and so I've always had, you know, this type of geekdom around me.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, once I started doing car shows and once I started meeting these people at these comic cons and, you know, well, people heard that I was involved with Tom McFerlane, even though in a very, very, very small aspect, yeah. uh, it automatically gave me like an in, you know, to the industry. Yeah. And um, And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do a a a, a, a comic con and a car show at the same time and bring these aspects to the military, and 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 the reason for doing it wasn't to try to make money out of it. The reason for doing it is is I myself was I'm a military brat, okay. And so whenever my mom took us, it was three of us, my two sisters and my And I, and whenever my mom took us to go somewhere, an event, whatever, it was like a logistical nightmare, pretty much, (laughs) you know, you know, my, my young sister was a baby. My, my middle sister, uh, gosh, I think she's like three years younger than me. You know, she was, she was probably like around five or so. Mm -hmm. And then, so imagine one woman trying to get all this together to go to a show and then come back, you know, so, and especially if you're like in a different country or in a different city.
0: Yeah.
1: So to me, I was like, you know, fast forward to this day and age, if if a, if a young lady that has a few kids wants to go to a show to the convention center mm-hmm. before she even steps foot into the convention, she's already spent 100 bucks. Yeah. And, and 100, you know, that's with parking, that's with, you know, the tickets. And mm-hmm. then, don't you know, let's not talk about convention food. Right. You know, how much that costs. <laughs> So I was like, you know, there's a there's a there's a lot of cool stuff that these kids see, you know, because you know, and I don't want to get into, you know, why Comic Cons are so great, but let's just say everybody agrees that Comic Cons are great. And so (laughs) I was like, I want to do this and make it affordable to the soldiers and the family members that are on the installations. And oh, by the way, it's going to be on the installation, so they can just walk across to the location or get a, a. uh, one of the buses to take them there if they don't have a vehicle. Yeah. And they get to enjoy this. And so I came up with a concept called SoldierCon um, and, you know, started bringing in different artists and, and creators and, and people involved with the comic industry, you know, uh-huh. to include cosplayers and and people that make masks and so forth. Yeah. And then it, because of my affiliation with cars, I evolved a, a car show aspect to it too. And, so, and thus became SoldierCon. Yeah. Um. And so we've we've done different iterations of Soldier Con. We've done them not only in Fort Bliss here, but we've also done them in in uh, New Mexico. And last year we did Colorado. Nice. And then this year, you know, we're gonna do Phoenix and <laughs> and and another location. But uh, that kind of is in the back burner. Uh, unfortunately due to the unfortunately <laughs> due to the coronavirus <laughs> yes um so so we're gonna hopefully regroup after the summer and, and yeah. start plans uh for the next soldier con but the soldier con is a combination of pop culture for the black better term you know yeah. you have your comic con portion along with cosplay and then you have your vehicles and then one thing that we found out that looks really really cool is the cosplayers and their colors and the modified vehicles and their colors. And yeah. they, they combine very, very well yeah. in photography. And uh, we're, we've been able to capture that a- in uh, the soldier con and project cars, uh, Facebook, and also yeah. in the YouTube on, on with the videos.
0: Yeah. That was kind of how, how I, how I found you guys. Cause before you and I ever connected, um, I saw, I was like, what is this soldier con thing go- uh, going on? And it looks like we're going to give get one soon. And mm-hmm. I was like, so I kind of looked it up, and I came and stumbled across uh, your guys's uh, Deadpool car, and you guys had Deadpool, a guy in a a Deadpool suit. Uh, oh yes! And yes. I was like, man, that is way cool.
1: Yeah, we we did a, a Schrader uh, performance sensors, uh, the, the TPMS sensors. For don't, those don't you know, it's a little valve stem that goes into your tire, <laughs> and it and the sensor tells your computer on board you know, how much tire pressure your tire has. And so they allowed us to build a Mustang for their booth. And, and we worked with Tyler Kirkham Mm -hmm. uh, with five vehicles. This was one of them. And we used uh, the covers from his Deadpool versus Carnage series and, and placed it on and, you know, put it on the wrap on the vehicle. A lot of people liked it, uh, especially the Deadpool community. And then uh, after SEMA, we did a really, really, really cool, uh, Deadpool photo shoot with the devolved Deadpool, uh, a good friend of ours. Uh, he, he cosplays Deadpool and, uh, photo shoot came out great. And we're waiting for the release of the video from AGM studios, uh, of that whole photo shoot. I think it's gonna be really, really fun That's when cool. it comes out.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, man, in, in closing, dude, this, this has been a whole lot of fun. I appreciate you, uh, um hanging out with me and talking with me about this stuff because man it's super interesting and i am so intrigued with uh with this podcast that you're going to be doing and, uh, about project cars and coming up with some great content man um i really wish that this dang virus wasn't around because i <laughs> was so excited to, uh to attend Soldier Con here in Phoenix because uh, that's where i'm at you're in a uh, in uh texas right or yes yes so um so man, man it's, it kind of stinks but you know this is the, the the day we live in and we gotta just kind of take roll with the punches i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean may, maybe this will be the beginning of doing a snowball effect of
1: letting people know about soldier yeah um so when it does go to phoenix there'll be a bigger audience than what we anticipated yeah but thank you so so much uh, for taking the time to to walk me through this, I'm, I know I'm in the the crawling <laughs> stages of this, but even when I get to the running stage of this whole podcasting, I'm I'm gonna be leaning on you, yeah, for for more information and uh, um, look forward to letting everybody know what we're doing uh, with, with with the Project Cars podcast.
0: Definitely, definitely. So, uh, before we leave, can you let everybody know where they can find you and uh all your stuff with Project Cars and all that good stuff. Okay, on
1: on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, you can find me at Project Cars. Uh, that's P-R-O-J-E-K-T-C-A-R-S. And for, for the phonetically involved, it's Papa, Romeo, Oscar, Juliet, Echo, Kilo, Tango, Charlie, Alpha, Romeo, Sierra. And then <laughs> for YouTube, uh, you, you just have to punch that name in and uh, put it on the search, and you'll see a ton of videos. Um, you can also reach me uh, through email at uh, carlos at project-cars dot com, and then we also have a website that I still need to update <laughs> more often. <laughs> it talks a lot about the the video, uh, the vehicles that we've done, and some of the articles that we've come out in. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, we just uh, uh, we just had the spider buggy that we built. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Came out in it came out in a magazine, a five page article, and then. Uh, another five-page article on the five vehicles that we built using Tyler Kirkham's uh, images. Super and so cool. we look forward to to more magazines coming out uh, over the years. But, yeah, if you go to our website or our Facebook, tons and tons of content. If you want to reach me, I'm, uh, you can message me on on Facebook. Or send me an email, and and uh, I have no secrets about what I do or how I did <laughs> it. If you want to follow the footsteps, you, you're more than welcome to, and and I'll tell you the ins and outs. I don't hold any punches, and uh, you'll get the you'll get the truth. Um, if you want to do the same thing, cool. If you have a better way of doing it after you listen to me, even better. Um, and and I'm always. Uh, welcome new learning experiences. I'm not the subject matter expert in everything (laughs) having to do with cars or, or, or or comics or anything. So if you have some information for me, let me know. But if you'd like to learn more about what we do uh, and you have something you want me to talk about, please
0: let me know. Yeah. And you guys can definitely uh, take a look on our, uh, our, our, our network here at the one, four, three podcast network with this brand new podcast, Project Cars Podcast. Keep an eye out on all your favorite podcast players. Coming soon, this one's going to be out immediately on the megaphone. We'll throw this one out for you guys as quick as possible. And as soon as all the other uh, podcast players accept it, we'll throw those links out for you guys too. So keep an eye out for those. And man, I'm excited about this podcast because I'm, I'm very sure that the content is going to be amazing coming from Carlos here and at Project Cars. We'll see you guys later.